Welcome to Season 3 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, the website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative, and inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I will be bringing more special guests to you during the year of 2023 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. For the first month of 2023, we are talking to members of our Sacred Community Garden, the membership community of Grow Me a Story, to find out how being a part of a creative community helped them grow in their creativity this past year. We'll begin our first episode in 2023 talking to my sister, Christy Woolham, and visiting with her about how she has grown in her creativity this past year. Christy is a retired teacher who continues to teach students young and old about writing and is a writer herself. Here is our first episode of the new year as we begin season three of Dreams and Bones. Well, welcome to 2023, uh, everyone that's out there in podcast land listening to this. Uh, we're excited this afternoon to have Carol's older sister, Christy. Uh, we just heard that her students thought she was somewhere between, what did you say, 20 <laughs> and 90 or something. Um, uh, Christy was out at, at Pinehurst Elementary being interviewed. So I think this is perfect that we're going to take a few her, They warmed her oh, up. Oh, she's yeah. warmed up, ready, warmed ready up. to go. We've got a different set of questions that we're kind of working with at the moment for the month of January. And so, Carol, go ahead and get us started with that first question. Okay. Well, as you reflect on this last year, do you feel like your creativity has grown? And if so, how has it grown? Yes, my creativity has definitely grown and grew in 2022. The first thing that came to mind for me was just the awareness. Mm -hmm. I now have learned that many activities a person does on a day-to-day basis involve creativity. Until being a part of this group and rereading The Artist's Way, I didn't think of many of those activities as creative endeavors. One example is gardening. Almost everything we do in gardening requires us to think about it in a creative way. I think it made me more purposeful in my garden design. And another example is picking flowers and creating bouquets. Many people have said to me, you really have an eye for flower design. Mm. I didn't think about it being a creative process. Mm -hmm. I just put them together in a vase. But now I realize it is a creative process. Uh, that makes me think of, of watching Carol do some of the things that, that she does uh, around here. That, that She says that same thing, and then she puts it together, and, and I just then marvel at it. I go, oh, yeah, she's impressed by herself, and I'm even more impressed. So, yeah, I, th- I, I think that that's... And writing. I like to focus sometimes in on... on our, our creativity growing through writing. You are, do you think of yourself as a writer? Yes, which was another question that I was asked in my 
elementary school interview today. First, am I, am I a famous writer? And then just, am I a writer? Yeah, I do see myself as a writer. And, and did that grow in this past year? Yes, yes. I, what I thought about was how I didn't, I didn't make t- enough time, which mm-hmm. is always part yeah. of the problem. I just, it's just, it's not, it wasn't part of my routine. Yeah. And I know the, and I didn't, the morning pages really help with that. Right. Um, my goal is to do the morning pages more often, mm-hmm. but, um, and also as I'm doing things with writing with other adults is to have some new pieces of writing and not keep dredging up all these ones I wrote a long time ago to have something a little fresher. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and the second question we ask about uh, what creativity goals did you meet this past year? What helped you meet with those goals? I'm going to ask you, but I think I know what the answer is. Did you do a vision board this last year? That's right. Yes, I did do a vision board. I called it, instead of a vision board, I called it intentional living. Okay. Mostly because to me, the purpose of mine, when you when you think about vision board and the way I think sometimes, oh, that's nice. You know, it's a vision that's on the wall, but it didn't, I didn't, it wouldn't be as purposeful. Mm. And so I changed it to that, hung it right by my desk to be reminded every day. But it was my therapist that helped me because we used that intentional living goal through mm. the whole year. So it was a lot the center of our work together, which motivated me to reach that goal. So that I, I feel like I did. Another goal was to create a writing class, which I did. Mm-hmm. And one of the best parts of creating the class was to dig out all my old books, writing notes, journals. That is where I started. And then meeting in our creative group online and my own not-so-daily morning pages (laughs) helped me um, reach that goal. Mm. And, um, And also meeting with you two personally because you set that goal with me to do it. And I knew I had to be accountable to two important people in my life. <laughs> so that, but that did really help me too. And I think that's a big piece of your, of your whole program is that you, you do have to have people that make you accountable. And my um, third goal was to let things go. Mm. I'm an example of someone who's really hard on myself. So I would say, oh, I haven't done this this week. Oh, I haven't done enough um, morning pages. Oh, I haven't been writing in my blog at all and so I work more on just being more gentle with myself mm. I stopped apologizing for not doing things mm-hmm. and or maybe I couldn't complete my reading assignment I just did what I could and tried to do my best yeah. mm-hmm. oh, that's I good. do think some people get stuck there mm-hmm. because you know there's this expectation oh my gosh you know I have to do this I have to do that and then it kind of mm-hmm. you know it loses its um purpose. Yeah, Carol's talked a lot about getting to that three pages and and in her morning pages and her sowing seeds. um, And I think she's been very, very consistent. I I had to find my own, Mm -hmm. my own spot. And right now my own spot, the, the, the sweet spot that I feel like I can accomplish and not make myself feel too guilty about it is, no, I get two pages. Mm-hmm. And and it works into my schedule. Uh, I feel okay. I feel good if I accomplish those two pages. I 
don't feel too guilty if I don't do it. And, and I needed, yeah. I needed to be able to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I found like this morning, I took those questions, the isolation journals questions that she sent out this week. And mm-hmm. there's like, um, five, you know, you make these lists. And so I did start yesterday and then today. And I found that with that, I don't feel as as like oh three pages it's mm. more oh, i'm just gonna answer finish answering mm-hmm. this question okay. yeah and so that was kind of interesting yeah i plan on yeah that that's something i'm and and because i was just organizing journals old journals whatever journals journals i give to you that i write one word in and, <laughs> and i discovered that though that i use i have all these that i've used for different purposes mm-hmm. so i just want to go through all of them and just keep what i need to keep but just put them all together mm-hmm. so it's not just you know this here this there mm-hmm. you know. so that's another one of my projects this week but if you don't get it done this it's week, okay. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's okay. So what new things have you learned about creativity this past year? Well, I learned that creativity is not necessarily something you're born with. I think I used to think that. I think when I was younger, I made an assumption that certain people were more musical, more artistic, a better writer, just because they were born that way. And... Then through nurturing teachers that I had and opportunities for creative activities and practice that I could be creative. When I became a teacher, I used those those same practices. And so I think in this last year with the creative group, it woke up my creativity and I relearned ideas I'd forgotten and and now begin to and now sharing with the third graders I'm working with now and the adult learners I'm working with. So, yeah, and I do, again, like I've said to you, and I think other people in the group have experienced this, it's kind of like when you use the word creativity, it's kind of a block sometimes Mm -hmm. because, you know, people are like, oh, I'm not creative Mm or, Mm -hmm. oh, I could never do that. And it is just really not even thinking about it in that way, but that's a hard barrier for some people. Well, and it's too, I feel like it's, yeah, you almost have to, what do you mean by that? Right. Because I think a lot right. of times people think like the visual arts or the things they can see, the music, mm-hmm. those kind of things. But really, I mean, you know, as we've talked about, everyone's creative mm-hmm. in their own way. Mm-hmm. And you can, I mean, you can be creative fixing a car or you can be, right. you know, creative in all kinds of ways. And I think it's getting to that point with people of, of making them realize that, no, you you do something creative in a, in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, there's people who can do all kinds of different types of projects that I could never even try to attempt to do, and they could do it creatively. You know, in fact, I was, it was so interesting to me in some of our earlier podcasts where we would ask our, you know, people who we specifically asked because we felt like they were creative people who said, I don't think of myself as creative, <laughs> you know, that that's not something, yeah. you know, even though they're, and part of it is. That's just how they've always lived their life. Mm -hmm. And so they've never really, I think, set themselves apart as saying, oh, I'm a creative person. And that was really interesting. You know, with a few of our people we interviewed, Mm -hmm. I thought that response was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But a side question, do you have a a preference? You are back to 
working with kids and working with adults, uh, how how are those different? And do you have a preference which would um, you well, prefer? they're different. I mean, I've been very fortunate that the third graders uh, are really excited about mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. the activities we do. I mean, I so I don't have to deal with kids that are non-participating mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I am really glad I'm doing it. I mean, that was what another one of the questions that someone asked me today was, you know, how long did I teach and did you like teaching? And I said, yes, you know, I love teaching. And that's part, partly why I decided to, to come here, you know, and work with you. In long term, I would rather work with adult writers mm -hmm. because I think, mm -hmm. you know, you got, you there's more that you can, they're more committed. I mean, mine week to week is could be completely different with the with the younger writers but yet they're so um you know they're not in they're not blocked by certain things yeah. you know like um oh i could never write that kind of thing and stuff they just sort of jump in and do stuff so that is the advantage of working with little kids mm -hmm. hmm. yeah you did lots of workshops uh in the past yep. uh, tra training teachers yes. yourself yes so, i yeah. did yeah. yeah. And um, and that part I like, too, as far as working with adult learners. And um, <laughs> except we have a joke, except at trainings, the ladies who brought in their shopping bags. And that was all the ladies who went to Nordstrom's or wherever we were at break time and then shoved all the shopping carts, rustled around yeah. everything. <laughs> so we always want to put aside no shopping bags allowed. But anyway, um, no, no. And I work with, I pro actually, I probably work with adults almost equally as much as I have with, with, um, with students. Are you starting or currently working on a creative project, but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track. This is what Gromia's story is all about. Paul and Carol Willem Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.gromiastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to dreams and bones. What is a creative goal or goals that you have for 2023? Well, my creative goal is to be more purposeful in my writing. I want to return to my blog. I want to have new pieces of writing to share with my adult writing class, mm. not rehashed ones I did a long time ago. And um, and return to that first idea I had about using recipes with stories. I mean, I still have so many of those, but I just need to do something with it. Carol and I both have always loved our sibling assignments we did. I, I don't think there's enough interest for us to start that again. But I do think thinking of a creative activity like that, there's two women who are, were good friends and now they live whatever the number of the miles apart and they have a blog. I, I'll just pretend it's like 1,365 miles apart. And then they pick a theme each week and then they, they each post it with photography. Hmm. And, um, and they have, they've written a book. There's two different things they've done. So, you know, that's an idea I thought of like with Tracy to help her or both of us get focused. Mm -hmm. And then um, another part of the goal is to use my camera more. That's probably one of the things I didn't accomplish in my, on my intentional living 
um, bored. I mean, I take a lot of pictures, but really going back and and doing pictures with my real camera and, and playing around with Photoshop. So, but I do feel good about what I learned with Canva. So that was that was a positive thing. And doing more with um, doing more with our December activity. Oh, oh the winter. Winter, winter time tells. Um, and and want to continue that. That's where the that's where the camera fits in. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> What's going to keep you from doing that? What? what uh... Well, the camera part is just laziness. It's just not getting my camera out. You know, it's so much easier just to grab your phone. Yeah. So get my camera out, have it out. You know, ready to grab and stuff. And I don't know when I. St I mean, I could go back and see when I stopped because I could tell which pictures I've taken with my phone and which I've taken with my camera. But that part is just doing it. But the other stuff is, um, you know, I think it's, I, I think it's again, you two, the group, uh, my therapist, I think everybody just making me accountable. Mm -hmm. And I, I wouldn't ask my adult writing group to make me accountable, but into but myself internally, I want to be accountable. I mean, I'm not going to say to them, okay, you all have to, you know, make sure I do these things because <laughs> I don't require them. You know, it's not like a class they're getting a grade in. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So do you have the, do you have the time uh, to look at some of my writing? Yes, I do. You'd be willing to look at yes, it and give me yes. feedback? Yeah, I've got which, a... is, which is another thing that... I, I hope happens more with um, with the adult writers, mm -hmm. but it, but what's interesting is it has worked with the young writers I work with mm -hmm. because as they as it wrapped up in December, all these little pieces of folded things and stuff they brought me, and they were books they'd written for mm -hmm. me and stories they'd written for me and pictures and stuff. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I know I went through all of them this morning before I went. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's to me that's one of the most important parts is just sharing and getting feedback. You know that as an English yeah. teacher, that's where you see growth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and you know we ask questions. What are the what are the adult members in that class has published a book, and so we had a lot of questions for her. You know, mm -hmm. like how. I mean, she knew she wanted to tell her story, but she just was disciplined enough. She just dedicated so much time every day to mm -hmm. to working on it. Mm -hmm. But she said her hardest part was finding a pub publisher. It took a long time. And then she, which was very funny, said, and those self-publishing, that doesn't count. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd be like, it count for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was cute when she said that. Anybody, she said anybody could self-publish. Mm -hmm. so, anyway. Well, now they're actually coming out. They're called hybrid publishers, mm -hmm. where you, it's kind of both, where you're mm -hmm. kind of self-publishing, but yet you get people to help you along the way. And, mm -hmm. and then I listened to something today, and they talked about how TikTok is really changing the world of publishing. Oh, really? That people get on TikTok and talk about a book they want to read, they want to write. People get interested and then they end up writing it and they already have like 6,000 copies sold because people are interested in what they want to wow. do. And and this person who was talking in this thing I was listening to today, they said um says I've bought 50 books this year and and I learned all about them all on TikTok. I'll have to look at that part of TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I know. And she said, "We're, you know, she said the publishing world is in a very interesting place right now. 
because TikTok is kind of driving some of this stuff. Interesting. And, yeah. yeah. And that Instagram is dying. Oh, poor Instagram. <laughs> I'm just getting there. I know, you know? I know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they said Facebook was going to die, too, and it's I still... And I think they're talking about the young people. Yeah. Oh, I think and, so, know. too. And it just kind of depends on who your audience is. I think my audience is probably mostly on Facebook. And so... Just like usual, I'm just four or five years behind <laughs> behind the social curve. That's right. I'll be cool someday. Thank you for joining us for another year of conversations with people who live creative lives. Paul, what thoughts come to mind as you listen to Christy share with us this week? Well, I enjoyed having this uh, conversation with her. We see Christy a lot. We visit with her a lot, but not always about the specifics of how she is doing creatively. And it's encouraging to me to hear the the struggles and the successes uh, that, that she has gone through throughout this last year. I really liked her talking about how she was more aware of her creativity mm -hmm. and that she is more intentional in doing creative things in her life now. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we would like to thank you for listening to this episode. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me A Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter, read our Fertile Ground blog posts, and find more ways to learn about living a creative life. Join us next Friday as another member of our Sacred Community Garden joins us on the Dreams and Bones podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of those apps on your phone, and you'll be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.